Hello, my name is Dr. Selva. I'm a consultant obstetrician and gynecologist at Makota Medical Center, Malacca, Malaysia. Welcome to my podcast entitled Surviving Private Practice in Malaysia. This is part two of the interview with Dr. H.M. Goh. Dr. H.M. Goh started his career as a medical doctor. Then he transitioned into an informatics expert. Later, he moved to healthcare management and now he is a healthcare investor working with a private equity. In part one, he described how he transitioned from a medical doctor to his current job as a healthcare investor. In this part, he will be giving advice to young doctors who want to pursue an alternative path to healthcare management. He will also talk about the future of private practice in Malaysia. My next question to you, Dr. Goh, is what advice would you give young doctors who want to pursue a career in healthcare management? If you are, your corporate career is, uh, it revolves around healthcare, then the foundation is to be a good clinician. You know, you have to have sufficient knowledge in healthcare. That means that you need to actually finish off your housemanship and after housemanship, you can, you know, spend a couple of years uh, in a clinical environment, you know, uh, busy hospitals. And, you know, because I think that, that itself gives you a lot of insight to the healthcare corporate world, so to speak. And also it will gain you a lot of credibility as well because uh, you need social capital. You need to have friends in, in, in clinical uh, fraternity for you to navigate any any difficult uh, career pathway in, in healthcare. And I think a lot of clinical skills are relevant. You know, we are we are good at crisis management. We are good, we are well-trained in, in communication, right? Uh, we are observant. I think all these are clinical attributes, right? We, we learn, right? And, uh, we are empathetic, which is very important. And uh, we can function with very little sleep, which is also very important. You know, the grit, right? The, you know, that kind of uh, drilling uh, training that we, we went through as a clinician, I think that's very useful in a corporate world. You'll find that uh, we are very calm, calmer than our non-clinical colleagues in the corporate world. Uh, I guess, you know, if you have done a lot of uh, cardiac arrest, uh, you know, uh, calls, <laughs> you somehow able to to handle your emotions and, and the stress level better in, in the time of crisis. Yeah, so I, yeah, I would encourage young doctors to establish your foundation first in clinical medicine before you venture out, unless you really hate clinical medicine. You know, you can't bear any extra days hanging around in clinical environment, then it's a different story. But I think, yeah, to have uh, at least couple of years, you know, in, 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 in healthcare settings, in clinical settings is very useful. And then what, what, and then should they apply to become, to work in a, in a private hospital? What, what should they do? Should they do an MBA? Should they, um, what can they do to prepare right, themselves? Uh, what will uh, private hospitals want out of a young doctor if they want to go into managerial roles? Okay. Well, you can actually start managerial mini projects while you are in the public system. I always encourage young doctors is, uh, you know, don't don't always envy, you know, to 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 be in the administrative office, right? Usually the top floor of the, of the hospitals, right? Or you are always in the Pangara office. I mean, that that is one way. It's a desk job. Desk job won't take you very far. <laughs> I, I have to say that. You know, if you look around your department of surgery or department of obstetrics or gynecology, you will see management issues everywhere. Operational issues. I won't say management issues. The operational issues. Operational issues will involve human, for example, you know, manpower issues, you know, rostering issues, safety issues, and, you know, uh, customers issues, patients, complaints. And there are so many things. And, and it's always under-managed in the clinical settings. 
right? And and if you really very passionate about management, you always welcome. You know, I'm sure your your boss, your head of department, will welcome a a young clinician to offer uh, some some management work. Uh, they say, no, boss, can I help you to solve the rostering issue? Right, you know, and uh, I help you with the documentations. I get things improved here and there. That will be a very good way to start. You know, start with mini projects uh, within your system. Uh, whether a formal uh, education is useful, uh, if there are masters program out there, MBA is useful. If you have the time to spare and the financial resources to to go through that kind of a curriculum and the time, especially you know, it's, it's not easy to find time to do an MBA. And uh, so I, my alternative is is called. Many business adventures, right? MBA, learning on the jobs, uh, read as much as you can, you know, get hold of books and cultivate a, a habit of reading and nurture a habit of uh, being curious, right? Always ask the right question, you know, be, be, be a bit more inquisitive as well. I think that will take you a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, as I said, right now, depends on the job market as well. I, I guess, you know, in during my time, clinical job is so secure. Nobody wants to get out from clinical meds, right? I'm the one of the few crazy ones who decided that, you know, jump out of the comfort zone and, and try something potentially can be financially disastrous and have a lot of difficulty trying to explain to your parents and, and families during Chinese New Year what you're exactly up to and <laughs> not, not doing exactly a expected conventional clinical career. But now the job market is a little bit uh, different. So I'm not sure the weather is uh, learning informally is uh, a way to go now, whether some structured programs will help to, to lend you a job uh, to, to, to pursue a new career path. My, my next question is because you have been, uh, you're already managing private hospitals in Southeast Asia. Yeah. What is the future of private practice in Malaysia? Do you think it is going to grow or is it going to be static? Do you think there's going to be any changes since this pandemic has uh, come in? I think private practice, I think the healthcare environment will be a public-private partnership kind of environment, right? You, you can't exist uh, by... A country's healthcare system cannot be sustained with just uh, putting all the burden on the public system. And we also cannot uh, allow private system uh, taking the, the driver's seat, right, on, on the country's uh, healthcare system's uh, direction, right? So you need both. Uh, it's, a, it's a combination of capitalize on the, the agility and versatility of uh, a private sector. Things are done and differently. And the stability and the social enterprise framework of a public system. So it has to have both. And of course, this pandemic has actually manifest a lot of our problems. You know, So you see a lot of problems that we have today. Actually, it was there all this while. You know, we, we somehow suppress it. You know, we, we, we downplay the, the issues like, for example, capacity problems or you know, staffing problems, doctors' contractual problems. All this has been there for a long time. But of course, it's, uh, once you, you go into uh, a stressful environment like a pandemic, Right, we didn't have enough time to actually ad- ad- adapt to the to the this new uh, unprecedented uh, event. So a lot of problems will manifest and amplify uh, many folks, and uh, that's where we see all these problems uh, happening. And of course, the the whole philosophy of uh, healthcare practices, healthcare policy will change after after the pandemic, and is more so in the private sector. For example, the pandemic has made us rethink about the. Uh, the health tourism market, for example, and uh, where it used to be travel is seamless and, you know, we, we rely a lot on, on uh, international patients. Uh, things might not be so easily recovered to the pre-pandemic uh, level after this. We used to, in a very efficient private hospital system, we, we manage everything in a, what I call just-in-time uh, 
a philosophy where we, we, we are efficient in uh, uh, our stock management, inventory management, you know, everything is just in time. And this pandemic, we really suffer because of just in time. Good example is uh, our inventory. We should have used a just-in-case way of thinking, you know, we would have stockpile PPEs and, you know, we would have uh, resource, extra redundancy, manpower, right? Who would know that your team will suddenly, 15 nurses will be down, you know, uh, unexpectedly, you know, and uh, or, or have to be quarantined, you know, and all these things uh, make us rethink, you know, whether we have been too efficient in private sector. Uh, that makes us less less uh, prepared for this kind of uh, unexpected events. Yeah, I think the whole space planning, uh, capacity planning will change as well. I think the the public systems bed capacity will shrink. We used to be able to have all these uh, open ward, high density wards where we put in a lot of beds. I think uh, with a new infection control policy post pandemic, uh, a lot of beds has to be called out from the systems. And uh, I think public system easily will lose, my estimate, maybe 10% of their beds. So how are we going to fill in this gap? I think uh, so there must be a role for private sector to play a role to better align with the public system and uh, handle this uh, pandemic or uh, handle this whole healthcare system together uh, as an integrated system. The other question is, do you think there will be growth in the private healthcare system in Malaysia in the in the next, say, 5-10 years? Uh, yes, of course. I think we are still an underserved country <laughs> as far as healthcare is concerned, right? So if you look at GDP uh, per capita spending is, is relatively still low. And um, yeah, and there's still a maldistribution of resources as well. You know, if you are in the big city in Klang Valley, you might not realize the, the, the gap. But if you go a bit further in the you know, uh, second tier cities, yeah, the the... the the standard of care is quite, quite, quite markedly different, right? And uh, so I think there's still a lot of room for, 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 the, for capacity building and capability building uh, in, in Malaysia. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to tell us? <laughs> uh, well, um, I think healthcare is definitely a very interesting sector to be in. So if you are a clinician contemplating whether you should get out of healthcare, I think uh, you have to so search uh, whether that is the right decision because uh, when you say you are in healthcare sector, doesn't mean uh, it has to be a clinical clinical role, right? Uh, healthcare is such a complex system and uh, there are career opportunities in, in many areas, right? So uh, I've met people who are in specialized in healthcare finance, for example, because it's a very complex finance. It's not a typical financial uh, uh, subject which anyone can manage it, you know, efficiently. You know, if you're US, you're even specialized in healthcare claims, for example, where you have people who are specialized in that, right? If you are in IT, you might want to look at, you know, maybe healthcare IT, healthcare logistics. Like lately, we are seeing, you know, the logistic uh, and supply chain of healthcare interplay in this complex uh, environment of pandemic. So there are a lot of areas, you know. Uh, that clinicians can venture out, branch out from clinical medicine. In US, you know, people even talk about healthcare politics, right? Because, uh, you know, there are, you know, a lot of policy decisions uh, There are, you know, it's a very specialized subject. You know, people are doing uh, uh, lobbying for, for new legislature in US. There's a healthcare politics and uh, healthcare insurance. There are a lot of things uh, out there, right? So, so, you know, you're more open-minded and if you feel like your career is like hitting a dead end, because too many people fighting for one post, don't be despair. I think uh, take a step back and refocus into a bigger picture. Because a clinician, somehow we have this ability to zoom in into a, a tunnel vision. We look at things very, very micro. 
and nano level, maybe we should just take a step back and look at the big picture. I think that's what we are lacking being clinically trained. I think a good strategic uh, ability is actually to look at things in the big picture. Uh, especially if you want to be in a leadership position, you have to look at the bigger picture, macro environment, not just looking at in a very micro uh, type of settings, which is usually what our job demands us to do, is being very micromanaging, right? And uh, that is a that's the advantage of being a clinician, but we need to be able to zoom in and out, depends on the scenarios. Yeah, so that would be my advice. If you are contemplating a change of career, change doesn't mean that you have to change outside healthcare. You should just just like what I've done, I tweak it a little bit. I'm still in healthcare. Day in, day out, I still speak to my clinical colleagues, just that our, our topic of conversation has changed. I used to talk to them about patients' referral and all that. Now, maybe they will talk to me about their new venture they want to do. They, they were contemplating whether they should uh, uh, leave this particular hospital and then come out on their own and start their own entrepreneurship or you know whether they should take on a new position in a management uh, role and uh, win off their clinical practices. You know? uh, that, that's, um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of options in, in healthcare alone. Not, not always has to be get your membership, get your masters, get an NSR and become a specialist, then start doing you know, uh, your clinical work day in, day out. Uh, not necessarily have to be like that. Okay, thank you very much, Dr. Go. I think that was a very good interview too. Okay, okay see you then. then. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe to this channel to learn more about private practice in Malaysia. Bye.